what would be the three most pressing issues that brands or companies face today when building a brand? Don't feel like you need to take all the noise that's going on in the world and have it guide your brand strategy. The number one challenge as a company in the most beautiful way possible is kind of remembering that there's always tomorrow and this is a journey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. We're trying to build a company, we're trying to sell a product exactly as you say, and the truer we stay to that and we're honest about what we're doing, the better. Welcome back to the Skins Agency podcast. Today with me is Julian Green. She is the head of creator partnerships at a newly launched company called Flagship, but her story didn't quite begin just here. In fact, she's a true entrepreneur at the deepest sense. She started very early selling balloon animals. So starting right there at the age of 16, I think. And then she worked as a social media manager for a while. She started her second business at only 26 and her business bloggist actually got acquired. Today, she's with Flagship. So to unlock all of this story, uh, to talk a lot about brands, to talk a lot about the, the creator industry, the psychology and the ethics of building today's brands, um, Julian is going to be here with us. So Julian, thank you so much for joining again. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much for having me. Being on podcasts is one of my deepest joys and pleasures. So it's an honor to be here. And I'm excited to be able to share just my journey with your listeners. Well, looking forward to it. I got quite a few questions for you. Um, I have shared them with you, but I will make sure to detour a bit <laughs> just to, to find something out that we haven't thought about, I guess, in the, awesome. in the meantime. So I, I usually start with this question and I really want to continue with it because um, it's, it's fascinating, the answers that I find. So I'll, I'll start with, you know, what is branding to you? What does it mean to you? My, whenever someone asks me that question, what is branding? My brain always goes to this idea of like, what is your personal brand? And I've always felt like this term personal brand, um, at least in my world, I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs. Um, I've always found it to be a very polarizing topic because I think oftentimes when you think about branding um, and a personal brand in particular, you feel like you're sort of limited and siloed into one, one path, right? And I think the beauty of a brand in general, it's all about like, who are you as a human being? or as a company and what are those sort of like key tentpole parts that make you who you are so i think as we think about a brand or a personal brand obviously that's very applicable to my world i work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs on the internet um i think the term brand it's really all about what are the things that make you special because there is no the, no company is the same no person is the same and so i always think about it as like what are those things that make you who you are for me a big part of who I am. I live in Brooklyn. I have a cat. I just got married. So last year on my social channels, I was talking a lot about getting married. Um, I had a business. Um, I've worked as a you know female entrepreneur for my whole career. Um, so it's really like, what are the things that define you? And the beauty of a brand, I think, is it sort of never it never stops. Like building your personal brand, brands like there's so much evolution and journey in, in the path of building a brand. And I don't think. You can really say, okay, this is who I am as a brand today. And two years down the line, it's going to be different because you've had different milestones that you've encountered and crossed, right? So I think the beauty of a brand is it's, it's this ever-changing, ever-evolving story um, that really makes you who you are. Right. So, so actually, I want to dive just a little bit deeper here. Um, so, you know, 
I asked about branding and you right away went to personal brand. And I love that because so the way that we try to build brands for companies as, as a branding company is that, um, well, we have psychologists in the team and then we have, you know, a bit of strategists and then a bit of designers and we, we fuse all of that together. And the way we do that is we try to build a personality. So we treat the company like an individual, right? We try to bring exactly those values and what's what's most pressing for them and like how, what is the story of the company and we actually build sort of the origin story and then we, we go against the, you know, what are the enemies, what are the villains that you fight against? We actually build them, like build, try to build the brand of a company as if it was a person with a personality. Now, my question is, do you feel like that's the right way to approach it even for companies? Or would you say that companies would have a different sort of dimension uh, to be looked at? That's, you know, am I doing something wrong? Kind of is maybe the question here by, yeah. by, by comparing the two. I mean, I think taking a step back, um, I started my career working um, in the D2C startup space and so working with brands who um, you know, we're really trying to figure out what is the role that I serve in my customer's life. And I think as a company, right, you really always want to really think about that. Like, what is the role that I serve in my company's life? And so beyond that, there's these like archetypes that you can dive into. So who is my customer? And, you know, what is the story that I play? Or what is the role I serve in their life? And so it's always very important to make sure that as a business, right, you um, can think about, okay, how do I tell my story? What are those key parts to my business? Is it the founder story? Is it the community? Is it our mission? Are we like very sustainable? Like, is sustainability a huge focus of ours? Um, but making sure that at the end of the day, um, like you really understand who that cohort of people are that you're speaking to, and those messaging points align. I think you know where I see brands falter um, is they're doing too much. And at the end of the day, I think as a company you know, your job is really just to produce a product to sell to a customer base. And so I think brands oftentimes feel like they have to be a part of every narrative. And it's not your responsibility as a brand to be a part of every single thing going on in the world. I think you just need to remember, okay, what is the role that you serve in your customer's life? So, you know, as an example, this dress that I'm wearing, it's made from two women um, who are, it's a sustainable fashion brand based in Brooklyn. And their just core commitment is being able to build beautiful clothes that are made sustainable uh, in a sustainable fashion in India, but just bringing them to women to make them feel good. And so I think like just making sure that you understand what is my mission and what is my vision and just stay in that lane. You don't need to you don't need to conquer every battle like you just stay like understand what is the role you serve in your customer's life and be able to really think about how you can speak to that woman, speak to that man, like speak to that customer. But I don't think as a brand, it's really your responsibility to tackle the world's problems unless that is a huge part of your business. Um, but I don't think that needs to happen for every single company. So I actually love that because it kind of like it it talks about being just authentic about what you're trying to do. It's not like we don't necessarily need to be, you know, the superheroes. Right. Um, we, we're trying to build a company. We're trying to sell a product exactly as you say. And the truer we stay to that and we're honest about what we're doing, the better, yeah. I suppose. So it's going to be easier and the business will really grow and evolve in a more authentic mm -hmm. way. So, so um, what would be the three most pressing issues that brands or companies face today when building a brand? That would be three most pressing issues. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think taking a step back as a company, right. Um, you know, when you really think about building a brand, 
there's a lot of milestones that you can wrote blockers I would say that you could hit and I, I would say you know to anyone who's sort of in the beginning stages or in that reevaluation reevaluation phase of thinking about um, you know what who is what is my company like who is my community I would say that um, it's really important to sort of like drown out the noise is I think like I'd, in, a, in a world where we're constantly inundated with what other people are doing, it's very easy to become, I, I think, overwhelmed with, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? And so really remembering at the end of the day, okay, why did I build my business to begin with? Um, and who is this community that I'm serving? It's the most important thing. So I'd say, number one, don't feel like you need to take all the noise that's going on in the world and have it guide your brand strategy. Um, because I think at the end of the day, when you think you have to do it all, you're going to end up doing the worst, right? So I'd say that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, as we think about like building a brand, um, I think brands hit different like phases of their journey. And I think when you don't take a step back and sort of revisit who are we as a company, like what is who is the who are the customers that we're serving? Um, if you don't take a minute to sort of reassess, you're doing your business a disservice because back to this idea of personal brand, your brand is continuing to grow and evolve forever, right? And so, you know, the the infancy stages of a business, so maybe you have two customers to when you've scaled your company and you have millions of customers, at the end of the day, like the brand is gonna evolve in different ways. And so I do think it's important to I just as businesses, as people take a step back and sort of think about like, where are we today? So if you're, if you're, if you're not like sort of revisiting your strategy, who you are as a company, um, I think you are doing yourself a disservice, I would say. Um, and I guess the third thing is we think about like, what are the things that you could do be doing wrong or doing more of as a company, as you build just your overall brand. Um, I think it's important to remember, and this is the coolest thing about just the world of the internet too today. And this is what I'm so enamored. I work with a lot of very established content creators is just this idea of being real. And, you know, that's the beauty I would say of just the internet. And that's why I, that's really my why when I wake up every day is, you know, we used to live in this world of very polished imagery, very polished narrative. And people just want to connect with other people and see companies that like are like them, right? And that's who they want to engage with. And so I think at the end of the day, it's just important to remember that humans are humans. And if you had a brand, like you're a human being too. Um, and we can kind of take away that very, um, like that very surface level, of just like, you know, glitz and glam energy that I, I think, you know, sort of dictated media back in the, you know, early 60s, 70s, whatever. Um, and now we can really remember that at the end of the day, it's all about just like people being people. Um, and just sharing your true story in a way that, you know, can connect with others. So, yeah, well, I mean, this takes us exactly to the next question, because first of all, you know, your experience with creators and influencers is just, well, it's something to, that I look up to for sure. And, um, and plus like, I really haven't had much experience in that direction. Like, you know, we work more, more with companies, we do the focus groups and interviews and I, Plus, I'm not that social, you know, as an individual. It's really tough for me. I'd love to sit one-on-one -on -one with people. But if it's like, you know, creating all these relationships with different people, it's always challenging. Yeah. And it seems yeah. like you've taken the complete opposite route. So I really want to hear about it. But that said, I really want to know more about what Flagship is about. Because it's, it's, I think it's exactly about or for that industry. 
I want to know all about it. What is the company about? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're head of partnerships and, and creative partnerships. And I really want to know more about it. And like, what gets you excited about that, that piece of work? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, as we grow and evolve in business, it's so important to really remember your why. Um, and I, I think I'll never forget this moment growing up when I was a little kid and I was reading 17 magazine. And I remember feeling like, Everyone that I saw didn't look like me. And I know that that's a common feeling that many just people experience is, you know, when we think about marketing and as marketers, you have, there's a lot of responsibility that you carry because what you put out into the world is going to sway like people's perception of how they should live and who they are. And so, you know, I'll never forget that moment seeing, reading his magazine, not seeing someone like me. And it really like impacted, I would say, you know, who I was in my psyche. And I know many people experience that. And so over the course of time, you know, these beautiful platforms started to grow and evolve. We think about Instagram now. And, um, you know, it's opened up this new way for individuals to be able to show themselves as they are and be able to build community around them. And so, you know, as we think about like the role that the internet serves in shaping culture and shaping media, right? Now we don't read those magazines anymore that, you know, the editors at Vogue, they were the ones that were really dictating culture. Now as individuals, we have the opportunity to show up as our true selves on podcasts, on TikTok, on Instagram, and be able to share our journey and share our story in the hopes that like we can then create community around us. And so, but one of the biggest like fundamental blocks that we haven't gotten to yet is how do we build an end destination experience where, you know, if I, Julian, am sharing all the products and the things that I use to make myself feel good in the morning or, you know, books that have really inspired me, there isn't this ability for me as, a, as if I was one of my followers to be able to engage in the things that I'm sharing. And so really at the, the core of Flagship, our commitment is we see creators people who share their story on the internet as really the new shift in media, because now we have the opportunity to be able to share our stories on the internet, but that end destination hasn't been able to, hasn't, hasn't been built. And so, you know, back to this growing up in the nineties, I would see something on 17 magazine and then I'd go to Macy's or I'd go to Sears, right? I go to whatever these brick and mortar stores, it was JC Penney. Um, but we, we weren't able to, I, right now we're not able to participate in the, the, um, kind of recommendations that people are sharing with us. And so what we aim to do at Flagship is be able to build a centrally curated hub where creators are able to source products from brands that they love. So at the end of the day, like their community can participate and engage in the, the stories and the ideas and the vision of who they are. And secondarily, I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, like through and through, it's always been in my heart um, you know, the boat, the thing that inspires me every single day is this idea of, you know, what is it to build, to, to, to like participate in what I say is like the American dream, like be able to build a business with no limits. And, you know, I think when you join a company, there are limits, right? If, you know, and even as a CEO of a business, you have limits, right? But as, as an, as an influencer, as a creator, the more you put into it, the more you get out. And so what we want to be able to do is build true economic freedom for individuals by being able to allow them to build these central shopping hubs 
that their community can engage in. So, um, you know, as a human, as just, you know, as I think about what, what do I love and what am I inspired by? It's the idea of being able to like really empower people to share their heart and share their story and be able to, as a result, like build economic freedom for their family in a way that like has really never existed before. So my role, I joined the team last year, my role, I'm the head of creator partnerships. Um, I've fallen into a place where, you know, it's, it's interesting. We think about like who we are and who, you know, our, our parents and our family, how it sort of created us. Um, and actually my mom's a pastor and I've always had this like love of being able to lead people and, you know, be there on the sidelines cheering people on. And that's exactly what I had the privilege of being able to do every single day is be there sort of as the marketing arm to celebrate and support these creators and help them along their journey because they are the storytellers, but we, they need that sound system to be able to say, okay, here's a story I want to tell, but how can I be able to then make money from this? And so my role is really there to coach, guide, um, and give creators those economic, those tools to be able to really gain economic freedom. So honestly, like as I was sort of going through what you guys are building and then looking at your sort of your background, I thought that's kind of interesting. So I've been talking a lot to, to quite a few, you know, entrepreneurs and, and trying to understand sort of what makes people also excited about what they're building, right? And it seems to me like, you know, on one side, um, you've taken on the creator industry in which you've been active for so long, right? Uh, and, and you know a lot about it. But at the same time, well, you're this entrepreneur by spirit and um, you're, you're uh, sort of, you're bringing that to this creator industry. So it's like, is this yeah. close tie-in with, it seems to me like, is this close tie-in to who you are and what you know best that's coming yeah, to, yeah. to play in a, in a different sort of yeah. setup, uh, which yeah. I kind of enjoy. And the other thing is sort of, as I was listening to, it's very interesting because, so what you're building right now does not exist, right? But if we go back in history, and especially even not in, in history, well, it's, it's quite alive even today. If, if you go on the east side of the world, um, you'll see all of these bazaars, and they're all filled with tiny shops. Of like, There's no big brands, really. Um, it's all individuals who, are, once you approach the shop, they will tell you the whole story, and they'll try to sell you the product and the story. It seems like this, this is an upgrade where it starts with a story again, but it's like individualized shops and everybody will will try to build sort of build their entrepreneurship journey on top of their own story and their trust on top of their own story which which i think is kind of fascinating fascinating to, to just see that that parallel of of cultures uh in in two completely different setups um i don't know it's just it's kind of fun it's kind of fun to see these sort of looping effects in in society from time to time i think you've identified something that i didn't actually really speak to is the entire opposite side of the marketplace so really at the end of the day what we're building is a creator centric uh, commerce experience but the 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 part of the, the business that i haven't really addressed is that brand side and this celebration of individual merchants and product makers right and so that's really the beauty of what we are building is we are fueling economic freedom for not just these storytellers but businesses that what they want to do is they have a craft right they are someone they're a woodworker they are dressmakers like this dress that i'm wearing and right now as we think about just the entire world of the internet it's incredibly difficult to be able to participate in scaling and growing a business and so we want to be able to be there to be that support system 
for companies to be able to work with people who have similar missions, like similar customers back to really understand who is that, who is your brand? Who is that customer base? And be able to work with someone that is there to, I use this term contextual commerce a lot, talk about the product, right? That is the role of the creator, but the role of the brand, they are the merchant, they are the company, they are the craftsman, right? And so being able to build economic freedom for brands to be able to participate in the world of the internet now, that's really what makes me so excited back to just, yes, walking through a market. That's exactly, so many of our creators actually, they, um, if you go to their about section, they talk about this idea of going to a Saturday farmer's market and walking down the street, right? And seeing the soap maker and the, the, the fragrance maker and the woman selling lavender. And it's this idea of personalized discovery that I think lights me up that's never, hasn't been really built in year 2023. So, but it's such a, it's a concept that's really been here since the dawn of time. So. I, so you started talking a bit about the challenges and I wanted to go to the, oh, by the way, we're, we're having some sort of thunderstorm outside. So you're going to hear a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's so okay. Like, honestly, I love thunderstorms. I, I just love them. But now I have to close all my windows so there's not going to be like a light change. So I'm a bit sad that I can't see it, but at least I can hear it. Uh, but for yeah, the listeners yeah. out there, there's going to be some noise with this with this episode. Um, so, uh, but like I wanted to go, because you mentioned some of the challenges that, you know, people have in building these brands and I wanted to go to your challenges. But right before you we do that, I actually want to ask about a, 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 a phrase that you mentioned because I love that and if you can just expand what it is and what it means you said contextualized commerce can you just I, I love that as a like you know well as a keyword um, can you expand on that what is contextualized yeah. commerce I haven't heard of this before yeah so I think you know as we as consumers we scroll our Instagram feed or we're reading a news piece right there's we're being pushed content like every single day. And it's very difficult to be able to siphon through all that information. And so the beauty of storytellers in any, any, any world, right? You think back to like, you know, there's these brands where women used to go to their friends' homes and talk about like, oh, I love this product and here is why. It's like this recommendation based on your friends, these people that you trust. And so building stories that you can then build this trust and share why you love something at the end of the day, that's the beauty of, of marketing, right? But we've never really been able, again, as the internet has grown and evolved, we haven't been able to build this end destination. So we think about this term contextual commerce, it's storytelling led commerce. It's this, let me talk about this product that I use and why it genuinely helps me because that is what marketing is. We want to be able to help people through the products that we're sharing, we're selling them. And so being able to fuel story led then purchasing, our hope is that we're able to fuel like a new generation of people who buy products in a way where it's not just let's buy random things. Like we want to be able to build a place where people can share products that have genuinely helped them, made them feel amazing and through that, be able to help consumers too. So contextual storytelling, it's all about like, let me tell a story and really talk to you about why this product has changed my life. And our hope is that we can change customers' lives too. So. Thanks for that. I hadn't heard of it before. And I think yeah. it's, it's, 
It's one of those that will probably become a buzzword very soon. So I thought there, I someone right who I, I really, <laughs> someone I really admire. Um, so Gwyneth Paltrow, she's uh, you know yeah. she's a Hollywood star, but she built a business called Goop, and that's exactly yeah. what Goop is. It's let me tell you about this a story, something that mm. I've encountered, and let me give you those product recommendations um, that can help you too if you're going through this. So it's this idea of authentic storytelling and building yeah. an end transaction or an end destination you can purchase those products from. Yeah. So back to the challenges, though. Um, flagship is still a new business, um, filled with very experienced entrepreneurs in the team. And so far as I could see, um, entrepreneurs and you know people who've been in the industry and really understand it. But it's still a new business, and I'd love to know like what are those main challenges in the branding process that you're facing right now? Um, if you could share a bit about the process and some tips for people who are going through the same sort of journey on what you know yeah. what they can do and, and take from here. I think something that is so common to the entrepreneurial journey is feeling like there's so much to do and there's not enough time, right? And so I think the number one challenge as a company in the most beautiful way possible is kind of remembering that there's always tomorrow and, um, you know, we're going to have, this is a journey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And so, you know, for us, we're really focused on how can we build thoughtful co uh, content that can allow us to like set ourselves up for success tomorrow. So right now our core focus is really building our community of creators and brands. Um, our feeling is if we can build and create like economic freedom in a new way for, you know, leading creators who have unbelievable businesses, they really help people. Um, we'll be able to sort of get to our next stage of our business, which is how do we connect with customers? So right now, as you can see, like, on our social channels, our core focus is really being able to celebrate those creators. So we actually yesterday, um, earlier this week, we opened up our waitlist, which was very exciting for our business. And so now we can start building shops for many creators. Um, and rather than talking about like our app, our number one focus is being able to use our platforms to celebrate these creators, right? To really give a space to tell their story, like their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and so, you know, I think it's all about not doing too much, but really understanding, you know, who is the person that I'm trying to speak to today and making sure you can really use your platforms as a place to celebrate them because no one needs to be sold to, right? Like we need to really, we need to take a step back and think about like, okay, how can I talk and help people through the stories that I'm sharing? Um, and so it's always just remembering like, okay, at the end of the day, you know, what do I need to do today to set myself up for tomorrow? Because as a business, what we're focusing on two years from now is going to be vastly different than where we are today. So I would say it's like a challenge that we just kind of constantly have to keep checking in with ourselves is there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, and just remembering like, what do we need to do today to make sure we're setting ourselves up for success tomorrow? And we never want to feel salesy. I think that the worst thing you can do as a business, right? It's push, push, push. It's a two-way engaged conversation. You want to use your platforms to be able to make people feel good, right? There's nothing worse than seeing something like, okay, well, I can't participate in this content or I can't participate in this brand because at the end of the day, you know, I don't see myself there, right? And so we want to really give light and use our platforms as a place to be able to celebrate um, just individuals. So how are you? So this is one of the challenges. Again, um, being someone who is not that social, it's very hard to not make unidirectional content. <laughs> you know, And so like, what do you, you talk about community and I'm kind of curious to know, like, you know, how do I build a community? How do I build content that, that seems to be open and inviting for people to participate? Because it's as much as it is organic, 
for people to do that, it's not necessarily easy when it goes to a platform where you don't know if you're going to get, you know, chirping sounds yeah. of like, you know, uh, or, or if, if it's going to be a noise, right? So I just want to, like, yeah. how would I do that if I were in your place? I, I think community in general is one of the most beautiful terms. And it really comes down to this idea that human beings, we're all going through the highs of highs and the lows and lows of life. And I think when we think about community in person and community on the internet, it's giving space to sort of share a thought and idea and want to evoke some sort of like um, sensation inside of you that makes you feel like you can be there. And again, not every community is going to be the same, right? Like I think about my husband, he loves playing video games. Like that is not necessarily a place that I love participating in, right? Um, but I love participating in spaces where I can talk about female empowerment, like business ownership. And so I think it's finding those places where you see other people like you, right? And you're able to share just the honest commentary, the highs, of, highs and lows and lows of life. And so I think as someone who is very, is focused potentially on building spaces and building community, I think community just comes down to building safe spaces where people feel like, okay, I can participate in this. And it brings it back to why I'm just so drawn to the world of the, of creators and influencers and storytellers. It's, I can share my personal story and through that be able to use my platform to be able to bring like-minded people together who see me as sort of just a, I, I'm sharing my heart and through that I can facilitate conversations too because as human beings like the journey of life is so beautiful it's hard it's impossible it's beautiful and I think that at the end of the day if we can use these in person as well as internet spaces to be able to just share, if you're a brand, share your story and be able to connect rather than push. Um, it's not about pushing, it's being able to say like, okay, I, you know, I used to work for a clothing company and our core focus was sharing like the emotion that you feel when you wear, you try on a certain pair of jeans. Like, what does it make you feel like? Like we always wanted through, through visual storytelling to show like the model, how she felt like it felt like this joy coming from her. And I think that using joy and using human emotion to sort of inspire your community, that's what it's all about. So speaking of emotions, though, because, um, you know, I had a couple of questions around, first of all, like, how do you build, you know, you're building a brand, but you're building a brand towards people who already have such a strong personal brand and building a brand for people with brand is a bit tough. And there's a lot of that conversation. But again, before I go there, because I keep on like my, my questions are coming up and down. I just have this, it's, this conversation is kind of interesting for me. So uh, it's, it's taking me directions. So I, I really want to chase those before leaving. Um, but, um, you know, speaking of emotions, though, um, I think, well, it's obvious that creators have the power to transmit emotion and and especially now more so than what journalists do and what media like you know organized media does um we've shifted the the our, our trust um from the traditional media towards creators um we've also seen a lot that creators are incentivized by by you know um specific economical or political um movements as happens for journalists as well. But we used to trust that, you know, the television and the journalists, et cetera, they've done their scientific research, they've done it in a method, or at least like they've fact-checked in a method that has been, you know, consensual by the by society at large, 
in the way that that information is researched and presented to us. We're switching from there towards creators. And, um, you know, my question would be, what does that mean? Or does that mean that we're switching um, research information for uninformed or less informed information and opinions? And then, you know, practically switching like from, from medical research to ads, just like it used to be when, when they did use that in, in cigarettes campaigns and all that kind of stuff. Like, what are these risks? Do, should we trust this? Is this more trustworthy than the media? Um, we're pushing forward for this whole creator industry, um, but there's a lot of polarization going coming specifically from there. I don't know how to deal with this. What's your take on it? I actually think uh, the world of creators has taken away polarization in a way. I think a lot of it stems from like now it's this beautiful place where we can, you know, again, learn about new things. Like we can discover new topics and ideas because we have these platforms. Um, I think it's important to always remember to, you know, be inquisitive, but always like fact check and um, make sure that you are, you know, if you want to do your research and learn about something, it's important to like go do your research. Right. Um, but I think like now, again, like our, the narrative we have in our brain, it's no longer being dictated by what one team wants to hit send on at a media property or a news organization. And now like we have endless amounts of information out there. And I think it's so beautiful. Um, and so, you know, I, I am definitely not one that can talk about the world of fact checking and policy. That is not my forte, but I would say that the, the beauty of these platforms and the internet today is, you know, there's so many places you can go to for information, to learn about yourself, to be, to be informed, like be, you know, informed about your health, your body, your money, like, relationships, right? There's so many pioneers in those spaces. And so, you know, I think in general, it's important that everyone makes sure that you can go back and, you know, are these things that I'm hearing correct, but that's not new at all. But now again, through these platforms and YouTube and podcasts, right? Like I can listen to people who have spent their entire life studying certain things, philosophers, like you know, medical physicians. And, and so I think it's, it's brought way to a new world of where we want to be given information and we want to be able to choose at the end of the day, like how we live our life. So I, I think I'm definitely not the person to talk about polarization through all this, but I think like, you know, I always like to have a very open-minded um, look as we, you know, kind of think about what is the role that these platforms have in shaping culture um, because, you know, we've never been able to find people who, you know, didn't necessarily work at a news organization, talk about certain things. So, so, but when it comes to, to like decision-making as a company, um, do you take these risks? Like, do, do you look at the creators that you want to empower? Do you, do you select who you want to work with? Is there any sort of layering on saying, well, maybe, you know, we don't want to do that. Or like, you know, there's this or that. Is there any sort of filtering that you do to, to kind of at least have in mind, like what kind of agendas are being pushed by certain creators or products are being sold, which might be dangerous or not. Is there anything yeah. like that that happens at this stage um, of, of a business? I feel very fortunate. I think as a company, right, it's so important that you start with just trying to be a good person and you'll bring those people to you. 
Um, so it's not an encounter that we've a roadblock that we've had to face, um, you know, as the business continues to evolve and grow back to just the beginning part of our conversation, right? Like every brand has different milestones and different chapters. So I'm sure it is something that we'll face. But for us, we're really focused on, you know, working with individuals and being able to fuel their economic freedom people that want to help other people. So it's not something that we've had to face today. Um, you know, and I, I know that there's many businesses that have had to, um, and it's part of the journey of all of it. So how, how do you think we should, or like, are there any go-tos in terms of like building some level of ethics-based decision-making when it comes to this as businesses? Like, what do I do, right? Is it, do, do you have anything in mind? Have you have you been in that position before, or have you heard of anything that would be like, oh, this would be my go-to if if there's ethics questions involved, and we as a business want to create some sort of framework on top of which we we agree upon sort of some some layer of ethical standards. Um, what would that look like? I think um, just in terms of like business operations in general, something I can just bring it back to who I am and what I believe in. I think. You know, a business is only as powerful as the weakest link. Um, and I've brought that back to, you know, beginning of my career. And I think if you surround yourself with good people who are going to be very focused on what is the right thing, um, you know, you're not going to face many, as many challenges as if you're bringing in a lot of like noise and polarization, right? And so, you know, for me every day, you know, I, we all, as human beings, we have things that trigger us, we have things that set us off. And you can take a step back and remember like, okay, what are, if I want to be the best version of myself today and do the right thing, like, what does that mean? And so I think if we can just always go back to, you know, remembering that business is one, there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of people. And so, you know, I think you're only, it's so important to be able to surround yourself with great people. And I feel so fortunate to have, you know, built my career working with incredible people that inspire me every single day. Um, and so I think if you can just always remember, build a tribe and who inspires you and makes you want to in decision making, do the best and right thing at the end of the day, like that's all you can do, right? So, you know, building your, building your support system around positivity and wanting to be the best version of yourself and remembering we're all going through this journey of life. Um, I think that that's the most important thing that you can do. That's very, I think it's, it's with a lot of people that I've talked to specifically about this question, it's everyone starts from their selves, right? Um, so from themselves, so from within. And um, it is a great thing, I believe, because it requires a lot of responsibility. Um, from yeah. each of us, it requires responsibility yeah. from oneself to to take care of that, to be able to center yourself within the whole sort of um, fires that you have to fight on a daily basis to, to come to terms with, do I actually want to do this or not? Right. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I'm, I'm kind of struggling with within this, and I think it is only for AI that is that this is being um, sort of discussed and like regulating AI before it goes out of control. I'm not finding any answers around, oh, maybe we should do something as a community, or maybe we should structure th these sort of layers of ethics, not only for AI, but also for the way that we do business. Um, considering that the world is so diverse and, and what is ethical in one place won't be in another, et cetera. Um, I think it's, it's becoming more and more challenging with the amount of people that have access to building stuff and to impacting more and more people. Uh, but at the same time, to be honest, I'm I'm a, I'm a little, I'm more of a structure guy and understanding that structures can get corrupt relatively easily. You know, it is, a, it, it is a scary place to be. 
but I think, you know, personally, I, I believe that we are lacking some layer of, of ethical understanding among each other. Now, it happens within the social contract, right? Uh, me and you, if we met in the street, I think it would be clear as to what's ethical to one and to the other. Uh, we have some layer of legal systems within our countries, uh, but it doesn't quite seem to fit in within those spaces of business decision making. And um, I honestly, I just believe that we, um, we generally as entrepreneurs, we need to, to have a, a look into this as we're, we're going more and more towards a world where um, access to various types of means um, is, is almost unlimited and to know how to navigate around that and what to build and what not to build um, is becoming more and more challenging, I think. Um, anyway, that's, that's just my opinion on that, but yeah. That said, um, I want to, yeah, that said, I want to jump back to brands though. Um, I, I started that question earlier. You're building a brand for people who build brands, technically who have their own brands, right? What does that look like? Um, you know, these people have built, like they, their business model is this sort of parasocial relationships, right? That's at least what the, the, the technical term for it is. Creators will throw out content, people will create this relationship with them, which is oftentimes unidirectional. So it's, it's called parasocial for that matter. And so they already have a brand, they already have a story. Um, I've had a, a conversation earlier um, with Brad Bradley Hoos, who's also within, within your space. And um, we talked about how do we keep brand consistency when mm -hmm. each creator will have their own voice. Yeah. So my question is like, how do you build a brand that's consistent and that speaks your own voice, but at the same time, you're kind of selling to people who already have their yeah. own brands and their brand is yeah. their value. So how do you approach that? Yeah, that brings me back to like, what brings me so much joy with flagship and why I'm so committed to what we're building. You know, our role in this entire, like the world of commerce is to be here to celebrate merchants and creators. And so I think the beauty in all this is it's gonna be very fluid and flexible because um, at the end of the day, like we're here to just be able to facilitate amazing relationships, right? Dynamic relationships. And so, you know, as a brand, our focus is how can we use our platforms to be able to celebrate others? You know, we're a part of this, but we wanna simply be a facilitator um, between like great, commerce. So, um, you know, I feel very fortunate. I've worked at a lot of different businesses. I've worked with a lot of different brands. And I think like being able to be a place where we can just simply celebrate individuality, that's so beautiful. And I don't think that's really ever existed before. So. Yeah. Um, so if I were to ask about, you know, well, I want to learn more about how are you building those brands? Uh, well, the brand flagship, um, also like, where do you get your information from what are some good podcasts websites yeah. books to read follow yeah. what would that be and also like how can people get in touch with you um absolutely for anything flagship related yeah you know i think i grew up in a very small town um in upstate new york population two thousand people right and i always wanted to move to a city where i met other people and one of the things i really struggled with was you know i sat in rooms with people who had you know, maybe they went to business school or they had, you know, worked at a consulting company. And um, I didn't do that. I, I started just built, making balloon animals and, and just meeting people and wanting to learn. I think the beauty goes back to, you know, really helping me. The beauty of the internet is I can meet other people who have 
you know, grown in different ways. I think that not being afraid to try and talk to people is, you know, something that is so difficult. But if you can just look within yourself and say, like, what's the worst that can happen? Um, the worst thing that can happen is they're not going to respond to me, right? Um, then it's a really great way to live your life. And so, you know, through the beauty of the internet, um, my world has expanded in so many ways. And actually, the best platform that I really feel like has changed my life um, is LinkedIn. I think that LinkedIn is, you know, and I think as people in business, we're always like, I need to do a podcast, I need to do a blog, I need to be on LinkedIn, like, whatever. And I think just remembering, like taking a step back and thinking about, you know, how do I want to help people? And we're, you know, we're similar people to me. Um, and LinkedIn has been a really powerful platform specifically for female entrepreneurship. I think um, meeting other women who are building incredible things and want to sit, want to be there innovating. Um, so, you know, I think we all have different interests, right? Um, you know, for me, my interest is being real honest and talking about honest business um, because, you know, just... For me, business is a huge part of my life. Um, it's something that I love. I love helping people. Um, I love mentoring. And so, um, you know, I think the beauty of the internet is, again, we can find people like us. So I think LinkedIn's been a really powerful platform. You know, for your listeners, I would really recommend participating and posting. Um, I can't speak highly enough about it. Just being there, showing up, what's the worst that can happen, right? Um, and, you know, I'm a very big advocate of listening to fellow entrepreneurs. So, um, there's a podcast. There's a few podcasts that I listen to a lot. If you want to um, message me, my name is Julian Green on LinkedIn. Um, I can send you like all the resources that I, I listen to. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, thinking like broadening your horizons and just kind of going and following and seeing what people are talking about. Like, it's so cool. It's never existed before. So but yeah, so you can find me, uh, Julian Green. Yeah, I'm, I'm out there everywhere. So yeah, I, I cannot stress enough how good of a close this was for two reason, reasons. One, well, it was a full circle because we ended up with the balloons, uh, <laughs> which I loved. <laughs> but two, because you really struck home. Um, you know, I come from Kosovo. It's like this corner of the world out here. Um, and we've really struggled, you know, across history and just recent history. And, and there's this sort of type of inferiority complex that hits us just because we feel like we're so far from what's happening out there a lot of times. And we don't have access to that information. And it's so hard and like you feel intimidated to like talk to someone who's out there. Um, and you just saying that, I think, well, at least for me, it means a lot. Um, yeah. Because I completely understand uh, where you were coming from. And I 100% agree to this that, you know, just start that conversation uh, just you start know, it. You, you never know. And if they're not going to respond, that's not someone you want in your tribe anyway. So um, it's all about putting positive energy into the world and you will attract what you put out. I believe that in my heart of hearts. Um, and if everyone talk about manifestation, any of that, send me a message. I am all about it. So um, thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate chatting today. Thank you so much. I really, really yeah. appreciated it. And yeah. it, it was great for me. So I really appreciate yeah. your time. Good. I hope it's helpful for all your listeners too. So I hope so too. Yeah, cool. All right. To everyone out there, thank you for listening so far. Um, if you like this, hit the like or follow button and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers.